It's time to take the quiz. Five questions, five minutes a day, five days a week. Take the quiz every weekday at thequiz.fox and then listen to the quiz podcast to find out how you did. Play, share, and of course, listen to the quiz at thequiz.fox. This is the Fox News Rundown Extra. I'm Dave Anthony. Today, we go third party, looking at the 2024 presidential race, not from the right or from the left, but from the middle. A group called No Labels is considering giving voters an alternative. If, it turns out, the next election is like the last one, a Trump-Biden rematch. Polls have shown a lot of Americans don't want that and would consider a third choice. You may have seen that CNN survey that had the current president and the former president in a three-way tie with neither. Now, on Monday in New Hampshire, Democratic Senator Joe Manchin was at a No Labels event fueling speculation he could consider being that neither candidate. The other day, we talked to former Congressman Joe Cunningham, a Democrat, who is the No Labels National Director working with Republicans to get a possible unity ticket on the ballot in all 50 states. But our conversation went too long to fit into the rundown segment that went out on Thursday. So we've put the whole discussion out today like we do twice every weekend. So please keep coming back for more because we always make more. And as always, we thank you for listening. And now Joe Cunningham on the Fox News Rundown Extra. Joining us on the Fox News Rundown is Joe Cunningham. He's the National Director for No Labels, which is an organization which is putting together an idea of common sense as we get closer to the 2024 election. There's also the possibility that No Labels will put forward a presidential candidate under a unity idea for a third party. Joe, thank you very much for being with us. Dave, thanks for having me. It's good to be on. So tell me about the goals here. What is No Labels? So for your listeners that haven't heard of No Labels, No Labels is a C4, it's a nonprofit that uh, started a little over 12 years ago or so. And it started with the attempt to bring Democrats and Republicans together and create the Problem Solvers Caucus in the House of Representatives, which I was a member of when I served in Congress. And it's a group of half Democrats, half Republicans that meet every week to sit at the table and talk about the issues and try to bridge this partisan divide we have in our nation's capital. Um, eventually, that idea was expanded uh, to be bicameral, to have an arm over in the Senate as well as the House. And so we got we got uh, colleagues over there that are working hard and trying to, you know, work across the aisle. About a year and a half ago or so, uh, we started to expand our our uh, horizons and, and look to see what was possible on the presidential, vice presidential level and ran some polling, modeling, started collecting data. So what happens if it's Trump versus Biden? Uh, is there a pathway for a for a unity ticket? Would Americans accept this? Would they would they you know would they embrace this? And what we found was, uh, and you know we don't need to rehash all the polls. What we found was even back then, majority of Americans they they wanted something else, and that there is a pathway to victory for such a ticket a pre, a Democrat Republican or a Republican Democrat. 
And so as we look towards the end of the year and next year, like we're focused right now on gaining ballot access. That's what No Labels is doing, getting on the ballot in all 50 states plus Washington, D.C. as an insurance policy. And our idea is, you know, the notion is to, to run a unity ticket if two criteria are met. Number one, if the presumptive nominees from the major parties are so unfavorable that they warrant a third and better option. Number two, if there is a clear pathway to victory through polling and data, uh, can't, you know, we would only be getting in it to win it, not to spoil anything. Uh, so, you know, we're going to keep, you know, securing ballot access <clears throat> across the country. This couple of days ago, we we're busy in New Hampshire releasing a book called Common Sense, which is, you know, it shows where the majority of Americans are on 30 different policy ideas, everything from immigration to crime to education to gun safety, you know, all the major topics. Uh, we put out ideas and hopefully they get co-opted by, you know, the major parties or elected officials or politicians to to try to move the ball forward. But, Congressman, how do you do it? We have such a divide right and left here in the last eight years, especially yeah. abortion, gun control. That doesn't seem to be anywhere near a middle ground of compromise on those issues. Well, it doesn't seem to be that way in Washington, D.C., right? Uh, you know, the, the, tr the truth is, and what this common sense book tells you is uh, that majority of Americans, they do agree on some of the things, even as it relates to uh, these hot button issues. You know, take, for instance, you know, immigration. We have this in our in our booklet. The majority, vast majority of Americans want safe and secure borders. They feel like you know, that our nation's borders need to be secured. Uh, there, there's also majority a majority of Americans who feel that dreamers, uh, these children who were brought to this country through no fault of their own, uh, deserve a pathway to citizenship. Um, you know, and so there are things that that we that people can latch onto. And again, we hope that we hope that grows legs in Washington D.C. and we open it up for for anyone to co-opt it. Um, but there are things that Americans, you know, <clears throat> Americans can agree on things. It's just we can't get our politicians to. Precise, personal, powerful. It's America's weather team in the palm of your hands. Get Fox weather updates throughout your busy day, every day. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Where does Senator Manchin fit into this? I know you had him on Monday, along with former Utah Governor John Huntsman, who ran for president in the past as a Republican. How did you get those two together? And there's a lot of talk that maybe the senator might be your candidate. Well, we haven't started, you know, I'll take a step back here um, and give you an idea of our time frame. Uh, we haven't started looking at candidates yet. Okay. And, and so any idea as to who's on it, I know it's kind of, you know, it's kind of fun to, to talk about. But uh, the truth, you know, the truth is um, we don't know if we're going to run a ticket yet. And so any talks of who may be on is premature. I'll tell you, you know, how Manchin and Huntsman came to be there. Uh, they were two original co-chairs for No Labels, so they have a long, long working history. Uh, and to bring a Democrat and Republican there at St. Anselm, um, which is a historic place for presidential politics, right? Now, I got to tell you, they uh, they told us there that they had they'd seen the largest crowd they've ever seen. Okay. If, you know, if you talk about Bush and Obama and Clinton and, and Carter, all these people following through there over the years. That they had several spillover rooms to accommodate the crowd. So, was it support those... or curiosity? Do you think? Um, probably both. 
Probably a bit of both, I, I assume. Um, you know, we're, we're doing something new and novel. People always talk about this. And and look, when I served in Congress as a Democrat, um, you know, people back home asked me to run as an independent. Uh, Republicans try to pull me over. I was, one, you know, I was one of the more, most moderate Democrats up there. Out of 435, I was the fourth most bipartisan. The truth is, like, no one ever runs on those tickets because there's no infrastructure there. Um, so... But that's where the vast majority of Americans are, Dave. You know, you, you see the Gallup poll where 50% of people are identifying as independent. That's as much as Democrats and Republicans combined. Um, people are, you know, people are warming up to this idea. And and uh, and let me just say that having Governor Huntsman and Senator Manchin up there earlier um, this week is, um, this is a, we'll be going to different cities. I mean, we'll be going to different states and we're going to have more guests. Uh, we're honored to have them kick us off there but you're gonna be seeing other faces as well and other people and uh as we take these ideas the common sense to you know cities around the country and and hoping that it's a display for washington dc that hey look democrats and republicans can come together can get along we're we're a great nation with incredible people and it's, it's unfortunate that our you know representation up there is not a true reflection of that all right congressman now if you guys do end up putting a third-party candidate on the ballot. You're going to hear the same objection that's been said over and over for years and years. It's throwing your vote away. And I want you to hear what this man, who was a Democrat, like you, said after attending your event in New Hampshire on Monday. The repercussions of this election, I think, are are pretty tough, pretty uh, awesome, um, huge. And um, I I just don't want to see, uh, you know, a candidate that I wouldn't like get elected, put it that way. All right. So he fears that a no labels candidate could actually help elect Donald Trump again. Republicans may fear the opposite that would benefit President Biden. So how do you overcome that objection? Well, um, we, we don't intend to be a spoiler, and we've been very clear from the get go that we would be only be entering this race to win it. Does and... that mean if it's only if it's Trump versus Biden? I think that's the way the modeling shows right now. Um, I can't exclude a, a anyone and everyone, but we understand that this dynamic, this re, it's a rematch. It's a, you know, it's it's the sequel no one wants. Um, and so, if two thirds of Americans don't want to see that sequel, the question becomes who's standing up and giving them something to vote for. And, and taking a step back, Dave, but you know, uh, and we address the spoiler in a second, but. You know, we live in America. You know, we have a constitution and we have a constitutional right to secure ballot access to provide Americans a vo- another voice and another choice. And so this is our right. Um, you know, there are no crowns in our democracy. Uh, it doesn't belong to one particular party or another. I'm a, I'm a lifelong Democrat. But I recognize that that um, any efforts to kind of hinder us from ballot access is a, another form of voter suppression. Yeah, and you've run into and, that, haven't you? I, 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 North Carolina, correct? We have, we have several states where you know we're, we're running into it, and we, we kind of expected this. But but look, this is what you know, we have American people behind us. We have the numbers behind us, and a vast majority. And you know, to to the gentleman's point earlier, um, you know, a lot of people feel like things aren't possible until they actually happen. Uh, here in South Carolina, I'm in Charleston, and uh, I won this first congressional district back in 2018. First Democrat in over 40 years. Uh, the polls on election night by 538 gave me a 9% chance at winning that night. So, um, you know, you can't listen to the pundits. You can't, you know, you can't just, 
a lot of these people are saying that we have no chance or uh, or that a ticket like this would not materialize are the same people who said with 100% certainty that Hillary Clinton would win in 2016. So you kind of have to take everything way at uh, right. a court, you know? Right. You're in five. You're on five states' ballots right now, right? You've secured access for Arizona, Alaska, Oregon, and Utah and Colorado. And how tough would it be to get in every state across the country? Well, a lot of people may not recognize, because I didn't realize it either, but uh, there was a group back in 2012 called, I think, Americans Elect. And they were working to get a third choice on the ticket. And they were successful. They got on in over 40 states and then ultimately pulled it down. So that's the thing is that we, you know, we retain right to this, this ballot line. We, you know, we can get on the ballot. We can also pull it back down if it looks like it's going to, you know, uh, spoil an election. Um, so. But you, we well, I were, want to back up to that. You'd said it's hard. You can't believe the pundits. You can't believe the polls necessarily. How will you know for sure that you wouldn't? spoil an election well you know when you put an idea like this out i think you can tell pretty quickly whether or not it grows legs and whether or not americans embrace it i mean right now the numbers show yes we have a pathway to victory and the majority of americans want another voice another choice um you know i'm i'm honest and and uh uh you know wide-eyed enough to realize that once you put names in those ballots things may shift a bit right Right. So right. Uh, if if we nominate a ticket, and I think it's important to give that a little bit of room to breathe and and find out whether or not it's something that resonates with Americans, and if it gets traction, okay. Uh, if it doesn't, if it doesn't get traction, then again, we're not interested in in uh, just running a race just to run a race. Uh, you know, we would only be getting in it uh, again if if the two major nominees are deemed unacceptable by vast majority of Americans, and if there's a clear pathway to victory, and we'll be doing polling and data uh, and, you know, having that corroborate with, you know, on on the ground uh, evidence as well. When would you know that you, okay, we're going to go forward, we're going to have a candidate? So, when when would you decide yeah. that? So our time frame, what we're looking at right now, uh, Super Tuesday is in March. And historically speaking, by then, we have a good idea as to who the two presumptive nominees are and no labels is holding their convention in april in dallas texas uh where we you know we're, and that decision will be made by then to whether or not to nominate a ticket and who would be on that ticket okay and so then and then when would you got you would you you'd have a convention and do it like the other parties do yeah, yeah, balloons come down and, you know everything that the campaign <laughs> would take off i mean the whole the whole uh, shebang and you know if, if there's no if there's no ticket nominated it's you know it's bringing people together and trying to pull people back or at least our elected officials back to the uh the center and the more moderate because the vast majority as you know dave the vast majority of our country is, is you know slightly to the left or slightly to the right uh but we see in washington dc and on tv and that it's uh the airwaves you know are typically and especially social media is dominated by uh, the louder, more extreme voices. Now, a lot of us remember 1992. Ross Perot was a third-party candidate. He didn't have a, a movement like No Labels. He was he was his own movement, and then later it was the Reform Party, which kind of fizzled out. But he got 19% of the vote, but he didn't win a single state. You have to go back to 1968 for a third-party candidate to win a state, and that was George Wallace. He was a segregationist. Strom Thurmond won some states in 1948. He was a segregationist. It's not common, and it's very hard for a third party to even win a state. 
So what? Yeah. What and, is the and, game? And, how do you? How do you? How do you? change is it just because the time we're in is different what makes it easier in your opinion and give you a path to give this path to victory that you say you have i often refer and and paraphrase uh victor hugo who said there's nothing more powerful than an idea whose time has come and so i so i you know i I just have everybody focus on the timing of this movement. You know, we're at a time where half Americans identify as independent. We're at a time where two thirds of Americans don't want to see this rematch. Where seventy percent people don't want Biden to run, sixty percent don't want Trump to run. Like these numbers should be chilling to 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 everyone in their respective parties, but really across the country. And you know, we're gaining ballot access. And this is you know, look what happened in New Hampshire recently with the traction we're picking up. Like this is. This is, um, you know, it could take off into a presidential vice president, vice presidential ticket. Uh, at the very least, it's going to be a, a, you know, a reminder to our elected officials that, you know, even they, even though they may have gone further to the left and further to the right, the vast majority of Americans are are near the middle. Now, what about a debate? Wait, let, me, let, me, let me just say, oh, sorry, Dave, sorry. Yeah, yeah, uh, no, go ahead. Yeah. But let me tell you this, you know, um, you look back at Ross Perot, and that's really the only, I guess, more modern uh, comparable to what we have. Yeah. And the polls show that Ross Perot pulled evenly from from both sides, Democrats and Republicans. I was on Fox and Friends yesterday morning where uh, Brian brought up, uh, you know, about, you know, Jill Stein, Ralph Nader. And and you can't really compare this to any protest candidates, the candidates from from the far left or far right. Well, there's libertarians, too. Yeah. Right. I mean, this is this is this would be a this would be a marquee level ticket if it were to come to fruition um you know it would it would be something you know more than likely household names um and and people with um uh, enormous experience and uh qualified um this wouldn't be um just a uh fly by i mean and again t- take a look at no labels uh this isn't a group that came up overnight this is a group that's been around for over 12, 13 years. It's been, uh, you know, they developed the Problem Solvers Caucus and played an instrumental role in all this bipartisan legislation has been passed. When I was a member of it, I had two of my bills in two years get signed into law. And as you know, Dave, some people serve their entire lives in Congress and never get one bill signed into law. So uh, it's a great organization and they got, they got, they got power behind it. And, uh, and we have people behind it too. What about the debate? If you get this, if you move forward and you get to the fall of 2024, have you contacted the Presidential Debate Commission? In 1980, there was a big battle between Ronald Reagan and President Carter over whether or not to include John Anderson, who decided to run as an independent. And it ended up where there was only one debate and Anderson wasn't there. So how do you get on that stage? Well, look. Going back to what I said earlier, this this would be marquee level. Like this is this is not. Uh, this would have movement. This we start off. I saw a poll the other day how twenty one percent of Americans said they would automatically vote for a third party. Okay, so China. they would they um, couldn't ignore your candidate is what you're saying. No, actually, well, I mean, take a look what happened in New Hampshire earlier this week. We had the largest crowd uh, in their history up there. We were told. Um, so. No, I don't think this. You can't. You can't ignore two thirds of Americans. Um, you just can't. Uh, and it, you know, again, we would not be putting up a ticket unless it was a fully legitimate and credible and marquee level operation. Where can people find out about it? I, I encourage people to go to nolabels.org. 
Um, and if they want to see the the uh, policy plans and that 30 um, the 30 ideas and go no labels.org backslash common sense uh, and follow us on social media and learn more and uh, continue to to stay in touch. Well, we'll be following it along and hope we can uh, get back in touch with you as you uh, make your way toward 2024 and beyond. We appreciate it a lot. Former Democratic Congressman Joe Cunningham, current National Director for No Labels. Great to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate it. You've been listening to the Fox News Rundown. And now, stay up to date by subscribing to this podcast at foxnewspodcasts.com. Listen ad-free on Fox News Podcasts Plus on Apple Podcasts. And Prime members can listen to the show ad-free on Amazon Music. And for up-to-the-minute news, go to foxnews.com. Hi, everybody. It's Brian Kilmeade. I want you to join me weekdays at 9 a.m. East as we break down the biggest stories of the day with some of the biggest newsmakers and, of course, what you think. Listen live or get the podcast now at briankilmeadeshow.com. Put the power of over 100 meteorologists and the worldwide resources of Fox in your hands with the Fox Weather Podcast. Precise, personal, powerful. Subscribe and listen now at foxnewspodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts.